Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. Vernon, 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 the heating and cooling specialist. The name says it all. When you focus solely on indoor comfort for 43 years, well, you get really good at it. Get your heating or cooling system tuned by a Vernon specialist today for only $69. Vernon's 60 to 90 minutes of meticulous system inspection guarantees energy savings, or the tune-up is free. Now that's a value. Go to vernonheating.com. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. The Custard TV Podcast. Hello, my name is Luke. I'm the editor and runner of the website. We hope you're listening to this via thecustardtv.com. Joined, as always, by Matt in the North. Hello. Hello. And Gary in the London area. Hi, guys. <laughs> he never he never says like that. Did sound like we're on Blue Peter a little bit. It did yeah, it today on the program. <laughs> yeah, we'll be chatting with we'll be chatting with a vet about Carrie and Oki. TV related stuff on the podcast this week. We will be discussing the fourth episode of Liar. Where can it go when the liar has been uncovered? Uh, the final episode of Doctor Foster. Where can it go when it looks like she's going to run him over? Uh, the Apprentice, first episode, where can it go after 13 series? And The Juice, where can it go when it's all about porn? Um, in fact, we we're really done with the episode. I think you've just done it there, Luke. Uh, we, we I think know we're fine. Where it goes, uh, and, and the No Mercy boys say, where do you go, my, my lovely? My lovely. <laughs> <laughs> that is from my youth. Yeah. yeah so that, that, that reference I don't get. Yes, 1997, you Gary. You, you you were all about the 90s. What what? That's the year reference? song two was released. What 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 song is it? You talking Where, Where do you go, my love? Is it my lovely or my darling? Ding ding ding. ding. My lovely. I want to no, know. No. Where do you go? Oh 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 oh. Where do you go? Oh 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 oh. How do I unsubscribe from this channel? Um... <laughs> Luke. Hey, everybody, here's our staff. Gary. I've never heard of him before today. And Matt. He's a professional. The telly-obsessed trio. Enjoy your show, boy. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Coming okay. up in a month's time, of course, we'll all be able to sing along to our favourite Katy Perry song. Uh, I kissed a girl and I no, liked the one, the, about, no, the one about the firework. Come on. Oh. Raw. I like that song, Raw. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's all do Raw for firework night. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I feel like when I come to piece this together, there's not going to be a beginning. There's just going to really? go. He's just going to go straight yeah. in. <laughs> Gary goes. Gary goes west right now. 
I watched Law and Order: The Menendez Murders. I watched it so that everyone else doesn't have to because Ooh. it's rubbish. Uh, the Menendez brothers were two two twin brothers who allegedly hang on two, killed, two well, sets of twin brothers or one set no of one twin I, brothers. I, I, two two brothers who were twins and still are <laughs> okay. as far as I know. <laughs> yeah. They allegedly killed their parents to gain the inheritance money from their businesses. This came in, I think, before the OJ trial. This was kind of like America's obsession. Before the OJ trial, in fact, I think there is some crossover. I think their court case was still going on when the when the when the OJ thing was going on. Uh, so it was kind of like the big Hollywood thing, you know. Even they weren't they weren't celebrities; they were kind of well known in in, in LA. The Law and Order program kind of follows a very strict structure. You know, they show you what happens with the police, then it goes into the courtroom. Well, the problem is, is that the Menendez trial doesn't do that. But they still have their bits where you know they go to like a hotel room, and then you get this bit that goes dum dum. The other problem is, is there is some strange casting. Um, most of the actors and actresses are fairly no nameish, but two stick out. First, Edie Falcao. No, it sounds out. It's spelled F A L C O Falcao. Okay. She plays the lead um, defendant, and at the beginning, she's defending another case of someone who got off because their parents so she's abused the lead them. Defender. Defender. Sorry, of the defendant. Defense lawyer. Right. Defense Thank attorney. You. Yep. And also the other main actor is the guy that played, oh. you mentioned the good wife. Uh, it's the guy who played... Um, Chris Noth. No, now this it... would be good, Matt. I'll tell you why this would be good. Because I told Gabby this you yesterday. Did. So all he has to do is remember back <sighs> less than 24 Pe- hours. Peter? No. Is it Josh no. Charles? Yes, oh, Josh Matt. Charles! Well done. <laughs> Matt, don't play the game. I... Oh. oh, I want to play. I, I didn't know who it was. Just Charles plays the Menen- one of the Menendez's brothers' therapist, and that's really kind of it for names in the show. And they're both fairly. Thank God for that. Well, oh, they're not really. But I, I mean, you'd none think none of the other members of the cast of the Menendez murders would listen to the <laughs> podcast. I didn't like this. Uh, the, the, the Law and Order format doesn't follow this kind of real life crime thing very well, and obviously they're adding things in. They're adding scenes and things which are. Uh, uh, imaginations of what would have been said rather than, you know, doing but it, you know, strictly things, based. All these things are imaginations. Of yeah, what but like, said, you know, until it? you get to the court case or, you know, you get to like a police interview, it's all based on hearsay and, 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 and makeup because the court proceedings are, were filmed. So therefore you can do them. But if you're doing them, then it's more a documentary. I watched the first one. I will not be carrying on. I, I, this, is, this is coming off the back of the, the OJ programme. I think this is just trying to go with any other high-profile case they can like get their it. hands on, uh, and a couple of big names to let you know, a couple of big names to go in there. I also kept up with, and I know that Luke has is the Good Place. I watched and the me. second and episode me. and Matt. Oh, Ooh. do you uh, still like it, Matt? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. right. Right at the end, uh, they agree that actually, what because everybody's gone on strike uh, in the Good Place. All the actors from the, the the company have decided that they don't want to take part in the uh, experiment anymore. Experiment. So he now asks the four humans whether they'd like to partner up and you know take over. So I love the bit where they went back to that house. And yeah, like, Min- Mindy. Is it? Yeah. yeah, Mindy. I had no idea what this is, where it's going to go, and that's why no. I love it so much. But I think they do, and that's why I like it. Oh, they do. Let's I hope just... they do. Now I'm going to need some help with our main course with the juice. You don't uh, normally need help with the main course. <laughs> <laughs> hey! <laughs> I, I do know where you live. I just want you to know that. No, um, you don't, actually. You know where I live. <laughs> well, yeah. So, well, you probably move again before you know where far I find you. The Juice is a programme created and produced by David Simon, who did The Wire, 
and Treme. Yeah. Uh, and if you're used to his style of, of program, then the juice is very much similar. This is about the pornographic industry. The first 90-minute episode, the lead in the program is James Franco, who you may well know from a lot of Hollywood movies. This is his first real kind of television work. No, it's no, not. It's not. Is it not? What was? Oh, sorry, Freaks you're right. Geeks. My favourite thing in the world. Freaks I do apologise. It's his return to television. And he plays a kind of family man who's not getting on with his wife, and he's working a number of jobs, and he's involved in kind of... Uh, not organised crime, but he certainly has a link with <clears throat> kind of like the shady Which underworld of New York. What are you talking about? Because he plays twin brothers. Well, I was coming to that. I oh. was saying the first one. He's not directly involved in organised crime, but he's paying off people and, uh, and, and, and dealing in kind of like dodgy alcohol and things like that. Um, but he kind of shuns away from like, um, you know, real organised crime. He's not a mob member. And, and you follow his storyline through. He, he splits up with his wife. He loses one of his jobs. And gets this idea of uh, putting his waitresses in kind of skimpy leotards as a way to kind of boost business in one of his businesses. This attracts the attention of the local pimps, who are very much the second part of the show. So you see very much there's three or four of them uh, that recruit new girls. They run the city. uh, You know, they run the, the, the prostitution rings. The third kind of branch of it is obviously we follow some of the prostitutes. And the main prostitute that we're following is Maggie Gyllenhaal. I think no. that the main thing in this first episode, which it, it's absolutely, it looks amazing, and it paints New York as such a, a downtrodden, really grimy, horrible place to live and work in. It's showing you really that kind of, like it did in Baltimore, it's kind of showing you the worst of it um, at, at the beginning. Right at the end, as, as I think Matt alluded to, James Franco is playing two characters. He's playing the twin brother. In the first episode, a lot of people keep coming up to James Franco and saying, you owe us money. And he goes, nope, not me, my brother. And at the end, you work out why, because it's, it's James Franco playing both characters. So he obviously looked look well, twin you, brothers. Do you not, did you not get that early on? Because I got No, that early on. I would have. I would have no. got it early on. I, I just assumed that it was someone didn't that he looked like. The other, sorry, we didn't we see him. the other twin before we the did. end of the episode? Yeah, yeah not did. at the beginning, uh, well, though, but, at the end. Well, when he walked it's into the bar at the end... When does the, the recaps, I feel like I am watched it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched this programme very carefully. I can tell you now that the second James Franco character didn't appear to me at the end. I watched the first half an hour, and I'd already seen the second James Franco, and then I watched the rest of it later on. I don't think so. Luke, you're with me, watch. aren't you, on this? No, well, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. He we're not, we're not going to argue. <laughs> we're not going to argue. Right, we're just going to move on. Give me an hour and a half. Matt... What do you think of the juice? I was not a big fan, I have to say. Ooh. I I just yeah. didn't find anyone really that interesting or I didn't I didn't like the world we were in. I couldn't find much story in this. This felt mm. to me like you were with the characters mainly. There wasn't a lot of story. As Gary said, you've got the pimps trying to find new prostitutes. You've got the James Franco playing the brothers story and you've got Maggie Gyllenhaal, which was my favourite part of it. I thought yeah, she was, I was brilliant. I love the scene with the, the birthday boy bit with the train and things like that. And I just thought that was brilliant. It was just a bit, as Gary said, it was a bit grimy. I found it quite hard going. I liked the story near the end with the, the college girl who... Um, yes, I like her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the I girl from, Minis- the my, girl from Minnesota. The girl from Minnesota. I have my own opinions, Matt, because it seems like we don't have... <laughs> But no, I mean, I wasn't a massive fan. I don't know if, okay. like, as you say, the second episode 
goes more into the pornographic industry, so maybe it's a different kettle of fish from this first one, but I oh, wasn't wowed I don't know by it. Kettles. No kettles involved. Oh, okay. But I was just going to say, I mean, I was a massive fan of Treme, and a lot of people weren't taken with it in the same way they were The Wire, because The Wire had a massive plot, whereas Treme mm. really was focused on the characters, like this is as well. But this, I didn't find any characters that I particularly wanted to spend a lot of time with. I didn't have a lot of time for either James Franco um, and and the pimps. Um, yeah, they just, you know, pimps. I feel very similar to you. I was taken initially by, as Gary said, it looked fantastic the way they've, they, way they've recreated New York. I don't know how they've done it, but it looked fantastic. And mm. I was drawn in by that. Part of me felt drawn in simply because of the pedigree behind it. Aside from Maggie Gyllenhaal and that college girl character, I struggled to connect with anyone. And I've seen the next two episodes, and it's very James Franco heavy. I don't rate either of the characters he plays. I I tend to switch off mentally Mm. when they're both on screen or when he's on screen. I don't know. It's only eight, so I might watch it in a quieter time. But I I I need a focus, and there isn't one enough. I think I can see both your points. I can see that, as you say, for, there there isn't a lot of plot line in the first episode. It is very much character driven. But I think. But uh, I don't I, think I, it is I've... character driven. I no. think it's like. Well, it is char- it at... is character driven, but the, the characters you don't really want driving you around. But I think what I'm saying is, is that I liked what I saw because I do feel like he is telling a story. I do feel like there's something there. Um, and and I do I don't mind James Franco, uh, so I have to say I slightly disagree with Luke. I think he was very good. I didn't like the twin thing. I do agree with you there, but all throughout that first episode, I didn't mind that we spent most of it following him around. I think I'll keep watching the Deuce. Uh, I I don't get the impression Matt will, and it sounds like Luke might uh, try and catch up nearer the end after he's found out if I liked it anymore. Uh, yeah, that that doesn't work. So uh, now over to Matt. With the reviews. We should start with Dr. Foster, shouldn't we? That's what people will want our opinion on. Um, yeah, so what do you think of Dr. Foster? This was the final episode of the second series, or possibly ever. At the end of the last episode, we saw basically Simon threatening one last sort of, what would you say, one last move in this sort of revenge game they're playing with each other. And you, you saw her sort of almost going to run him down but obviously as you said she didn't like i found this a weird structure this final episode because like the first the first third of it just sort of was a bit all over the place Uh, simon went to the hotel they'd left the hotel they went to the house they had a bit of a argument threatened to kill him then they had that weird scene at the chinese restaurant after him trying to you know get to tom tom said no i don't want anything to do with you blah 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 i've got no idea why they brought james back because he's a non-character and then they had sort of the, the final showdown where Simon threatened to basically run out in the middle of traffic. Very well choreographed moment. I thought that. so. Really, I really thought so. good. It had me on the edge of my seat. Then she sort of agrees to sort of help him to kill himself. It ends with her convincing him not to end his own life. But while she's doing this convincing, Tom leaves the car never to be seen again until, um, as several people have pointed out on Twitter... Julian Baptiste gets involved and oh yeah well done it's the third series of the missing it's it's had a real backlash on Twitter were you surprised by the backlash um I love it when he does the high pitched (laughs) I quite liked it in a way I was a bit weirded out by the whole 
delivering a monologue to camera yes. that they decided yeah. to do yeah. in the last uh, sort yeah. of speaking to Tom, almost like an Alan Bennett talking heads type thing. As you said last week, there's no use second guessing this. I no. thought, I mean, I thought that, as I said, Tom would kill Simon because I thought she'd get Simon out of her hair, but she'd lose Tom forever. So I thought yeah. that she would lose Tom in some way. And he, mm. they've done it in an interesting way where they can still come back for a third series if they want. Oh, because please. Yeah. i tell you what I thought. The people who were really disappointed and thought it was a waste of their hour or a waste of... I reckon that's because they wanted it to end a specific a fine way in their minds. Yeah, and it, and it didn't have the ending yeah. they were expecting. People like Gary thought somebody was going to die just because they kept referencing coffins and things. No, of course it wasn't going to happen like that. I thought the dialogue was pretty horrendous. I thought I... Saran Jones was really hammy in this. Actually, I, I liked. No, Bertie I liked both was of really them. good. I thought. I thought Tom Taylor was very good. He's the been waitress, the star of the series. The waitress stole the show for me. That scene where that they're all oh, yeah. Yeah, I was quite moved by it by the end, quite weirded out, quite creeped out. I enjoyed it for the most part, and I don't want any more. That'll do me, thanks. Yeah. I think this, this last episode felt an elongated way of ending it. Oh, um, the flashbacks were annoying. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what that's that's where I was coming to. I think they really only had about 40 minutes worth of material for this last episode. And what they did was stretch it out with these kind of flashbacks to this before have, all the nev- problems. They've never done that before, so I don't know No, this could so well I, have been a four-parter that's been Absolutely. I, I think, well, I think we all agreed that we didn't really see the need for a second series. And I think you're right. They didn't, I think, have enough plot or enough good storyline for six episodes. But maybe the BBC said, look, you know, it's six or nothing. Well, no, um, no, no, it wasn't six. It was five. It's, OK, it was five or and nothing. It was five last time. I did like the fact that a lot of it came back to, you know, in the first series, the key scene was that meal right at the end of the six, of the fifth mm-hmm. episode. And we had that again in the I scenes. did mention I did, that in my review. You, That's obviously you, why you're bringing it up. There was two dinner scenes, really, wasn't there? There was the one in the restaurant where he turned up and then there was the one in like the travel There's lodge or the car thing in dr foster about meal times and food yeah. and things like that because if you think the first episode of this series ended with you know tom being taken by simon and having dinner there then you had the meal um at the cafe when tom had been suspended from school and that had a similar structure to it with the waitress and everything like that. And and the meal at home between the three of them. Yeah, and the meal at home. Pasta yeah. and chicken in about two minutes. Yeah. So yeah. there is a weird thing. If you look throughout the two series about all the, the weird thing with the food and stuff like that, I just... I, I, I think, again, the only thing... That, that, to, to pick on this series a little bit, I would say they had much more <laughs> at the GP surgery last last season. You miss Robert Pugh, isn't it? I do. Real thing about the Pugh. Well, but but you know there there was no kind of her. But you know, right in this last episode, there was all this thing about her being a great GP and a mum, and some of that hadn't really been a factor or a theme of some of the rest of the episode. So that's why it felt a little bit. Distorted. I mean, I think I didn't hate it. If there had been a death in this episode, I reckon it should have been that hypochondriac guy's always at the surgery. The yeah, I told you I was ill. Family launched a malpractice suit against Gemma. Well, but you know that that might have entertained me a bit more. So it's but, not um, a med- you do realise it's not a medical show though, Doctor. No, Foster. it's not body. It's called Doctor Foster though. It's not a medical show. Pe- a couple of people I saw wanted it to end with them getting back together. If that had happened, I'd oh have been really word. pissed off. Yeah, because that they, would, would yeah just people did cite uh, Gone Girl with that. That in the end of Gone Girl, I think the book they they end up getting back together because oh, they're, they're both as bad yeah. as each other. But as far Sorry. as endings of long of sort of shows we like, I've been more annoyed by other endings, if mm. that makes sense. I yeah. wasn't 
I'm like not, his I'm death not. or them getting back together or mm. I think this was a good way this felt in the world of Doctor Foster the most realistic thing they could have done I, I tell yeah. you what actually I would have been happier and it would have been had more, we would have been talking longer I think if she'd let him go through with with putting the syringes in because that would have been really sort of something we'd never seen before mm. so, and getting a proper revenge or if she'd not way. stopped him from jumping in front of the traffic it's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Yeah, but I think watching him do that and and the slow sort of thing that that would have been, because that wouldn't have been instantaneous death, as she said, that would have been quite difficult mm. to watch and quite worthy of discussion. There's holes. We'd never noticed it before. There's yep. holes in Dr. Foster. And you can't get him patched up because she's never at the bloomin' GP surgery. It's not a medical show, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Custard TV Podcast. The official podcast of thecustardtv.com. Liar. Does someone else want to do this? Because I watched it, as I say, I watched three and four together, so it's a while since I've seen this, and I'll jump in. Luke, you go again, because you you did Liar last week. I'll go again, and I'll I'll get bits wrong, and that will trigger As I said to you, I said, I don't know, sorry, if you agree with this, but at the time you asked me what it's like, and I said it reminded me a bit of The Replacement, because... It does seem now to be the rule that every drama has to go to Edinburgh at some point, whether it be yeah. the replacement, clique, trust me. Waterloo Road went to Scotland. Yeah. Shetland. You take the take high, high road. road. <laughs> <laughs> Much to Gary's upset, we did get the reveal that uh, Laura was raped by... Um, see, it's hard when you do it. Andrew, Andrew Earlham, uh, at the end of Ep 3, they revealed that. So, question was... Where can it go from here? Answer, as Matt said, Edinburgh. As Laura <laughs> tries to track down members of Andrew's past, she just happens upon the mother of his ex-wife who killed him, killed herself, or did she? She then speaks to Dawn Steele, who is a friend or is a former friend of the wife who killed herself. She happens to work at a local burger bar. Well, burger. Van, which is handy. Yeah, Van. She then regales Laura of about a story that's very similar with Andrew, that they slept together before the wife killed herself, and she doesn't remember it, and and that. So there's that side. They say, okay, we'll take this to the police. Well, you can fly back to me in England, and we can take this to the police that I know, and it'll strengthen everything. And Dawn Steele chickens out the end. So then, um, on the other side of the country in the UK um, we find out that Shelley Conn's policewoman is a lesbian for some reason Jill Halfpenny is in Iraq they have a little chat on Skype they talk about the size of the baby and its progression and everything uh, and then there's a really awkward scene where Andrew Earlham sneaks into Shelley oh, Conn yeah. he slips something into a glass very similar to what we know he did with Laura she falls asleep. He has his wicked way, although you don't see an awful lot. Thank it's God. It's ITV after nine, thank God. 
Uh, and then she wakes up, has a very dignified TV wee, looks in the, <laughs> bowl, in, in, looks in the, uh, in the bowl afterwards, and there's some bleeding from... from uh, so, cause that I area. From, Ble- from the area in question. Yeah. There's a bit of a creepy scene with Andrew Earlham and his, and his boss after he, he said that he wanted to come back to work. That was a bit cringeworthy. Uh, oh, and there was also a couple of scenes with Laura... Uh, Joanne Froggart's um, character in a hotel in the mm. hotel in Edinburgh, sort of being chatted up but being wary of Bye. every man that she met. So I was sort of, just to get my two pennies out of the way, kind of underwhelmed, unimpressed. I think what the Williams brothers do, and they uh, and it irritates me a little bit. There's no reason for Shelley Con to be a lesbian. I don't think. I know. I know. When I've listened back to these reviews, we've often said things, and I go, "I wish I'd kept my mouth shut because that was crucial." But there's no reason for Shelley Con to be a lesbian and her to be with Jill Halfpenny, who happens to be in Iraq. I think they try and give every character such a complicated backstory. I wouldn't care, you know, if she'd split up from a boyfriend and was pregnant. It wouldn't bother me. But, <laughs> sorry, Luke. You know. I'm sorry, you just put into my head. Um, I wonder if Shelley Con's like the one from The Good Place. Nikki. <laughs> you're, you're, you're playing a cop. You're playing a cop. Yeah. Can yeah. not have a trait of some kind? Cause you, yeah. Okay, fine. Can, can I have a limp? I want to okay. have a limp. Okay, yeah. well, um, yeah, she could be a lesbian partner can be a soldier in Iraq. They wanted to portray the fact that she is alone. So therefore, it was easier for Ewan Griffith's character to to get into her house. I the agree, fact that she that. was she, the oh, fact yeah. that she was alone, I think, was the point. But, but you're it right; adds, it adds they didn't have to go. To they didn't have to add in the detail. Uh, yeah. So she could be with someone who works nights, though. Absolutely, yeah, or, all exactly. or something. You know? I just think they give them too much backstory mm. sometimes. All right, if you've got eight episodes like the missing, but I don't think this is as in, in depth and important that we know. Unless, of course, that... Jill Halfpenny comes back from Iraq and shoots you and Griffith's character. Oh, that's going to happen now, and I'm going to look stupid. That was <laughs> yeah. the key of the whole thing. Or, or yeah. places an IED under Yeah, his that's house. right. Yeah, it sends a drone <laughs> over <laughs> from Iraq. Really, really underwhelmed. Again, I picked up on some dodgy dialogue the whole scene. Have, you got, have you got some? I had to make gingerbread dogs because she was terrified of gingerbread yeah. men. Surely gingerbread dogs are just as scary <laughs> as gingerbread men. Yeah. Why so. couldn't you just make round biscuits? Who was the character who said this? Sorry. The, the was, mother uh, of the, 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 the... No, the mother-in-law. The mother-in-law. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was oh, just going to say if it was... You could have made him ginger nuts, but then maybe Shelley Conn was afraid uh, of because uh, she... Uh, I suppose the key thing now is that the story has changed into more of this revenge thing because Ewan Griffith's character, I think what you didn't say is he's, he's counter-sued her for defamation of yeah. character. I hope that there's a reason that Warren Brown and and um, and Zoe Tapper are together, but I I honestly don't think there is. I just think they've just done it for the sake of doing it. I think the reason that Warren Brown is suspended is because he's going to do a lot of the under under underhand work or the investigating. Don't forget, right at the end of again at the end of the episode, she buys him GHB. The revenge plot is going to kick in where they are going to drug him. Uh, and in some way either get the truth out of him or it's going to set up in some way. I do think they will reveal, and I think the husband of Joan Froggart's sister will come into play as well. When it started, it didn't look like a run-of-the-mill ITV drama, and it's starting to feel like it a little bit now. I think it's a bit better than that, but I do see your point. I think your point is that it was more realistic before the first three episodes. 
you had that, we don't know who's lying, we need to make like them both seem maybe a little bit dodgy. But now we've got three episodes. I don't think as much as it being a revenge as she is out now to prove that he is the liar of the title. Yeah. I'll tell you what's interesting as well. I don't know whether it's the writing or Joanne Froggett's portrayal or direction or what they've told her to do or whatever. But even though I know that Ewan Grufford is this really nasty piece of work, I still am warm to her character at all. I don't mm. like her and I don't know why that is. Uh, I, I, feel, I should feel empathy for her and I don't. It's really peculiar. I know what you mean. There's kind of that kind of Dr. Foster ambiguity. Mm. No, I just, as I well, don't feel, I don't. Well, feel I think the empathy I'm supposed to feel for somebody who's been through such a horrible thing. She's also done stupid things, mm. like putting it on the internet and going into his house. She's done things which you would suggest haven't helped her. Everyone's breaking into everyone's blowing house. Well, that's it. Yeah, uh, I mean, just one know, one thing though. Live? Half the series, you're meant to think, oh, this woman might be lying about being raped. Yeah. Now, she, now we know. She's not. And she's done it I think before, it, allegedly. And, and, I think yeah. it's hard to care about her now because mm, the first half of the series, we've been going, oh, she might be a bit funny. Yeah, she might be a bit mental. We, we got nothing about her mother this week, did we? About this whole idea of her previous mental health problems and her mother. and that, Maybe that, she didn't that, like Ginger Man. And, well, you know, yeah, that's too. right. Yeah, maybe she liked Jaffa Cakes or something. I don't know. I'm eating Jaffa Cakes in the moment. Me too. I had Jaffa Cakes for the first time in a long time this week. I, I, I bought a packet on the way, way home. To discover that. What a wonderful way to discover that. Oh, if you're podcast. eating Jaffa Cakes, send us a tweet. Or send us Jaffa Cakes. <laughs> <laughs> can, 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 no, can we change no, the name of the podcast eat. to the Jaffa Cake TV podcast and get sponsored? Could well do it. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email. CustardTVReviews at gmail.com The Business World, London, Alan Sugar. They always introduce Alan Sugar like nobody's seen The Apprentice before. I know. Lord it's Sugar, who has a personal that. wealth of this and built the Amstrad. Lord Sugar is on, is on Twitter more than yeah. a person of his age possibly should be. Well, yeah. Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's The Apprentice connection, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I think the problem is, with 18 people, it is just very hard. We locked on a few characters. Uh, in the boardroom, there was one guy who was giving the evil eye every time some woman spoke. Well, let's there was stop a lot... there. Let's stop there with bloody evil eye. Glasses. Yeah, well, so I, I did yeah, say... Oh, my God. Next, yeah. All well, the one, the one lad, was it Charles, who'd, who'd obviously left the opticians with the things that they test your eyes on? <laughs> yeah. And then the woman with the really dodgy accent, who, who, really dodgy South East London accent, who talks like that. Um, it's got glasses that look about six sizes too big for her eyes. The, yeah. the task was its standard kind of like go out, buy something, sell it, make money. Uh, this time it was gourmet, but well, it was burgers. The girls who were quite decisive on their team name, sort of decided to go for standard Graphite? steak. What was that? Graphite. No, no, graphene. Mate, it, was a... graphene. graphene. it made sense. It made sense. It wasn't as bad as some of the others. Uh, and, what and was they that chose... one they had to change that year? There was one year where they had to change it because it didn't mean what they thought uh, it meant. It, it, oh, it was, yeah. It was with mix into little mix. It was that oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 
Uh, and they pe- appeared quite decisive at the beginning. They were going to go for steak. They were going to go for chicken. They were going to be a, a gourmet burger. How you do that with steak and chicken, I'm not entirely sure. They were going to go to Canary Wharf. It all seemed to be going I tell you well. How you do it. You put it in a brioche bun. That's, That's you it. it. You put a bit of salad on top. The lads were spent far too long choosing a team name. Had no idea. They were chose buffalo and turkey, and they went to Brixton. Now I have, have you ever had a, a buffalo burger? I've never had one. I, I, oh, I saw one. In, I have um, had a buffalo burger, and they're nothing special. Yeah, I see. And turkey's not turkey's not a very tasty meat. That's why we only no. ever eat it once a year uh, at Christmas. <laughs> so I mean, there's there's a reason for that. And they were going for this whole idea of healthy, but they got stuck on the fact that they called the whole burger organic, even though just the turkey was. They spent too long at the uh, the making place, the the kitchen. They didn't get to Brixton until one thirty, and then they were like, later than that, wasn't it? They said one thirty in one of the clips. Oh right, uh, no, it was the other team didn't leave till about three. Yeah, the that team with yeah, the, the turkey, subsidies. team turkey. Yeah. So all they did was turn up at Brixton with with buffalo burgers, and I I know Brixton reasonably well. I doubt anyone would have bought them even if they got there at half eleven. That to me was the biggest sign that they were going to lose. Lose they did. Was it Jamie, their, their team yeah. leader? Jamie, mm. who was fairly inept, probably a little bit unfortunate. He certainly didn't choose the people that came back in the room with him very well. Um, he brought Charles. I would have got rid of that Charles. Well, yeah, I mean, I would have got rid of him. The, I, think he the, was, I think he was quite lucky not to the be... Project manage, the project manager guy, I didn't find him... You know, he was... Yeah, I think it's hard to do... I think it's hard to do the first one because you don't really know anyone. This is series thirteen, as we learned last week. Um, I'm lucky for some. I'm lucky for some. I just, you know, I've seen this before. I've seen it over and over again. It's burgers this time. It's been like souvenirs before. Yeah. Bottles of water and crisps and every, and they've done it so many times. And you see the same thing. It's only so many times you can see people fail to cook burgers and pe- pe- Londoners look bemused while they wait for their lunch. <laughs> And Next I, week looks like a different type yeah, of Yeah, so maybe I, that's I it. But, um, I, but just, also, I, I think... just got really bored and there was no there was no big characters really. No. There was yeah. no uh, there, there definitely I think there there was too many. I think the previous year when they did sixteen or eighteen, it seemed new. This just seemed like a real cluster. It's been sixteen for a while. It's been sixteen or eighteen. The one yeah. year twenty. Series ten yeah. was twenty. I still like Claude. I still think he is a decent no, person. I think. I That's okay. We're allowed to we're allowed to disagree. I do like well, him going no, around. Not. He's not Nick, but I do like him. I do feel Karen didn't really bring anything to this episode. At I, all. I, hey, hang on now. That bit where she, you know, we've got to attract the men bit. And yeah, but that was that was so that was so stupid that I think anybody would have picked up on no, that. But I think that was a good Karen moment that she'd realised she'd mm. said. I, th- I I quite enjoyed it. It's like, what do you mean? It cracked the man. No, explain your comment. I yeah, and, that... and, and, and she should have been made to defend it because it was an atrocious comment and, and it, was, it was quite right for her. But I don't think it. Claude, you say Karen didn't do much. Claude didn't do much either. No. Again, we're allowed I to mean, disagree. But he did, no, look, this isn't an opinion. It is fact. He didn't do much. What did he do, Gary? I'm not getting into it with you. What? He didn't do anything. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember it. I watched it last night. He didn't do anything. Anyway, do we feel... I mean, do do you feel like you have any idea of whether we have any decent candidates? No, I can't tell you. Or anything? I I don't care. I don't even know if I'm going to watch, to be honest with you. Unless we're... 
you know, I might watch it for the for us for this, but apart from oh, that, don't watch it for me, get Matt. Don't okay. watch it for me. I think all these shows, The X Factor, strictly to a point, although Matt would disagree, and The Apprentice, we just feel like we know them so much. All of them could now. take a year off, and they. I disagree. No, I will disagree with Strictly because it is just it's a fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. I think you get different personalities every year, and you get a different structure to Strictly, whereas. Yeah. X Factor is all, oh, this is my dream, oh, I've been, you know, and all that. Do you, do you, do you think that's because of the celebrity thing? Do you think I, that happens with yeah. I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here? Do you feel like that recovers because the celebrities that, are different and interesting? On I'm a Celeb, I think it doesn't matter too much what the celebs are like. And again, there is a sort of, there is a certain uh, malaise in that almost. But I think, I think as well with I'm a Celeb, it's, it's only a couple of weeks. Yeah, I, that's, that's always I should know now. Never, unless I've got an hour free, never knock strictly while Matt's on the Skype. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, I'm just saying, it's, as, as opposed to see, he's still going. I know. <laughs> I'm, just I'm, give it up, I'm, give it up, Luke. You, you're never gonna win. I don't want to do in the call or what? Do I stop it? I do You you, you go right. with the magic words. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. Before. Mine is on Sunday night, Mr. Predictable, I know. Louis Theroux has a new three-part co- uh, documentary, not comedy drama, as I was about no. to say, uh, three-part or documentary series called uh, Dark States. Um, one about um, homicide, one about, um, oddly, the porn industry, not the porn industry, but the sort of pimps industry, I think, something like that, a sex industry anyway, and this one on Sunday about the the sort of the prescription drug and heroin epidemic in West Virginia. Opiates. Opiates. Opiates, yeah. It's called Heroin Town. I've seen it already and it it is well worth a watch. Um, And it's, yeah, next three weeks, Sunday nights at nine are about Louis Theroux for me. So that's BBC Two, Sunday night for Louis Theroux. I was going to go with the return of Red Dwarf on Dave. Okay, you do Uh, that. If you have access to UK TV online, either through your Virgin or Skybox, you can watch the first episode as of tonight, which I may well do. And, I, and I've, uh, seen, I've seen it already. And of course you've seen it because you went to the screening. Uh, I, I, I do like this Return of Red Dwarf. I do think it's a good series. Uh, I do think they've managed to bring back some of the original comedy from the first few series. So I am looking forward to this. But of course, it's our girl um, on Tuesday nights. Uh, there's four parts to this um, third series. Um, sees Michelle Keegan as Georgie Lane going to Nepal. Uh, so there you go. I haven't watched it yet, but I may well review it for the website. You know, I may not. But... Yeah. You know, if Gary, it's more likely if I... that you won't. If Gary reads it. Of course I'll read it, Matt. Oh, I always I do. Bother. Um, I've spoken before about the importance and the relevance of a five-star review on iTunes for this very podcast. The reason we want it, as it was brought to our attention by listening to another podcast, which won't get a mention here, is because if you give us a five-star review, it brings us up closer uh, to where we could be seen and, and sort of heard on the iTunes chart. So if if you just take two seconds out of your day and give us a five-star review, you know you enjoy the podcast. You can support us on Patreon as well if you want to. Patreon? You always seem like you're saying Patreon. What what is it, Matt? Patreon. Think think as if you're... 
think as if you're patronising and go from there. Um, so you can support us on there and uh, just donate a tiny bit of your well-earned cash and uh, we'll There'll give you some... There'll be some more goodies coming soon. There's a, be- a best of podcast coming soon. I've, I've edited up a best of part one and it's quite a listen, trust me. Uh, so that, <laughs> that'll be there. Individual contact details then. Twitter, at LucasTV, at MattsTVBats... No, at MattsTVBats. Yeah. <laughs> You're now doing a sideline where you sell bats. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone again. He's gone. That's it. We, that's it. He's gone. And Gary at the Gary Shoe. Alright then. Bye. Bye. Rate and review us wherever you find us. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes, and Facebook. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.